Podcast Legends, back on with another episode today. Thought I would talk about race week and how to structure our training in the final seven days leading up to a race. Vic Off Road Champs round one is this weekend, which is our local state series. So for a lot of my clients and a lot of people locally in Victoria, it's our first major off-road race for the year. So I tend to get, well, I have certainly had a few DMs and messages in the last few days, the last week, from people asking me what they should be doing coming up to, or how they should change their training or what they should be focusing on the week leading up to a race. So I thought I would record a quick episode, touch on a few topics. I think like one of the reasons potentially that we will see or people send me these questions and these just to frame this up these people aren't my clients a lot of my clients are all over this it's just people who follow me on instagram have sent me a question and dm and asked me what they should be doing changing with their training like if you're super worried about what to do in that final week it's potentially like an indication that you're a little bit uncertain that what you've been doing in the lead up in, in your just your training is actually enough or it's actually working because that like the fitness ship it's sailed now like that started like 12 weeks ago six months ago so what you actually are going you're not going to gain like no athlete is going to gain any extra fitness or endurance in this final seven days but they could certainly lose it so the it's important to realize that the like the best version of us whether it's you me the person who races on race day the best version of that person is the one with the least amount of stress in their life and that's the thing where most people I think come undone on race week is they underestimate the amount of extra stress that's coming in because race week is super hectic. Uh, this is like at every level I see in, in off-road racing, like for my pro clients who are getting paid to go out and win from them, like down to the amateur guys who are just, who are working a 50, 60 hour week and, doing all this other stuff on top to get to a race. So I think like pro off-road races are a bit different to a supercross racer. Like you see like Eli Tomac and Ken Roxon, they're like jumping on their private jet, flying to the airport the day before the race. That doesn't happen in off-road racing. Like even for the dudes who are getting paid to win, they're like in a motorhome or a, a truck with a, tra a, a ute, where, where if it's in Australia or America, or a van or whatever your setup is, you're like potentially on the road for like two to three days either side of an event. The amount of travel that we have to do to get to some of these off-road races is massive. So even if you're a pro, you still got to do that. Like you're not catching a private jet to, to an off-road race. And then if you're like an, an amateur guy that has to work on top of that, maybe you're running your own business or, or whatever that looks like for you, then you've got to take time off work. You've got to make your schedule fit and be able to travel to the race 
on top of getting all this other stuff done, like we've got the travel, we've got the bike prep, we've got meal prep, hopefully, hopefully you're prepping some food to take with you and not just relying on what you're going to buy at the track. Um, you're strategizing your race and then hopefully you get into the track early enough to, to walk the track at least a little bit to see, to get your head around the actual racetrack. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on in that race week leading up to a race that is bringing like extra stress into the, into the bucket. If we use that bucket analogy. So honestly, most people, like the average person, you would almost be better off doing absolutely nothing in terms of off bike training. If you're like really under the pump with everything else, like work, getting organized, so you can travel and get to the race on time. Ideally speaking, you're completely prepared and that is the key to success on a race weekend is, is the preparation. So the earlier you can get that done, and this is what I tell my clients who are like, uh, working or running a business, um, amateur, like amateur level clients, like you're really better off getting all that preparation done the weekend before the race. If you know you've got to travel for two days or even a full day, whatever that looks like, and there's you've got to take time off work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you can get all of that preparation and packing done the weekend before, so the Sunday night everything's packed, so then your week can be super calm and low stress. That's a better scenario than having to pack everything on the Friday night or the Thursday night, whatever it might be, and being in a rush and being stressed, um, even if you got some training sessions in that week. So most, like pretty much all physical qualities, like you're not going to detrain in five days. If you if you rode or did something on the Sunday of that weekend before a race and you're going to race on that Saturday, there's five days in between. You're not going to detrain. And if you did it, it would be so minimal. Like we're talking like a percent or two. And, and even then it's, it doesn't really happen. Like strength will, um, will maintain for like for seven, seven days before you start to see any like slight losses, aerobic capacity, similar. It's like, it's once you start going like over a week and you start doing nothing for two weeks, then you might see some detraining coming in. But for five days, you, you're really not going to notice any massive detraining benefits. What you will notice in terms of performance decreases is being excessively stressed and fatigued at a race. So that's why it's just important to know, look at your week and say, okay, where am I at? I know I can't get any fitter. I know I can't get any stronger. I know I'm not going to get any more endurance in these five days. So do I actually need to cram in two or three training sessions or do I need to just not even worry about them, just focus on being organized, being being relaxed, calm, confident, and ready on race day? So it's going to be a little bit different. Obviously, everyone's in a different scenario. Ideally speaking... In an ideally, in an ideal, in an God, I can't even talk. In an ideal world, what a deload or a taper week before a race, whatever you want to call it, how I kind of run it for my clients who are in that situation where the overall stress is reasonably low, and we're not we're not piling in too much 
volume or, or stress into the system in that week leading up to the race. Generally speaking, if you, if you look at what you do on a normal week, so a normal training week off the bike, you want to cut that volume in half, basically. That's just like a good general rule of thumb. If you're doing four sessions a week on a normal week, we'd cut that back to two sessions a week on a week leading into a race. That's just one example of, or a general, I guess, rule of thumb of how you can do it. And what we want to do is decrease the volume and just keep a little bit of a touch on intensity. So how I normally run that for most of my clients is most of my clients are, are really only doing like two hard strength sessions or two heavy, in inverted commas, strength sessions a week in, in season when they're racing. So we trim that back to one session. It's a full body session and it's a power focused session. So the weights aren't heavy. So what to, if you're, if you've never trained power or what does that actually look like? If you, if you're wondering, like basically the load that we want to use is somewhere in the realm of 60 to 70% of um, heavy strength work for that movement. So an example would be if you're, if we're using, and I use like, it depends, all my clients are in a different, a different place. So as an example, in this example, if the client was using a squat, we, as an example, if they were using like, if uh, just to use a, a nice round number that's very easy to understand, if they were using 100 kilos, on a normal strength week, if they were squatting 100 kilos for five reps, and that was like their sort of eight out of 10 for five reps, is 100 kilos, we would use approximately 60 to 70% of that, which is 60 or 70 kilos. So if you're used to squatting 100 kilos for five reps, 60 to 70 kilos is gonna feel very light, and you're gonna be able to move that weight very fast and you're not going to feel fatigued at all from that. So in that session, we will trim that volume back again by about 50%. So if, again, as an example, some of my clients are completing anywhere between five and eight sets when they're in like in a, in a strength phase, this week leading up to the race, that might only be four sets. So it's minimal volume, four sets, few reps at a 60 to 70 weight, 60 to 70% weight, and they are trying to move that weight as fast as you possibly can. So we're trying to maintain some intensity there, but the weight is actually quite light in comparison to what we're used to using. So we'll experience very little fatigue from that session. The second session might just be, sorry, that session will also include like some plyometric work, jumping, high velocity stuff. So we're keeping that, like the nervous system fired up. Again, lower volume, so it's easy to recover from. The second session in the week might just be like a low intensity zone two cardio with some mobility work. So we're just keeping a touch on that aerobic capacity. Again, low volume, we don't, we don't need to be doing anything high volume in race week. Volume's quite low, and we're working in some mobility work there. As we get closer to the end of the week and the race, we want to have a low level of resting tension 
in the muscles. That's why probably not a real good idea to max out your deadlift and your squat and go to like a one RM the day before a race. Most people are pretty aware of that, but <laughs> but obviously the amount of tension you're going to create to rip up a one RM deadlift, we don't really don't want that level of tension in our body when we're going to go race a dirt bike for three hours. We want to be feeling reasonably loose. So it's good to ward the end of the race week to work on a little bit of zone two cardio, some mobility work. So we're bringing that resting tension down to a lower level in the body. Gonna feel nice, loose and fresh, ready for the race. So again, that's just a guide. Doesn't look like that for every single one of my clients, but that's just a general rule of thumb. 50% volume, keep a touch on some intensity and toward the end of the week, it's going to be low intensity cardio and some mobility work. Honestly, most of my clients not really doing any, any interval work in that week. Most people, one, it's just more stress. As I say, like the amount of stress that's extra stress that comes into the system on race week, you're not going to detrain by not doing any intensity, high intensity cardio work in five days. Um, so generally speaking, we just don't need to add that stress in. Uh, and two is most people, again, this isn't everyone, but most people will do some form of riding on the bike in that race week. So they might do some testing or they might get out to do some motos. Maybe it's on the Wednesday or the Thursday, whatever that might look like. So they're still doing some, in inverted commas, high intensity effort during that race week, more than likely on the bike. But... We'd, I don't really program any any interval work in that race week. Again, because we want to be minimizing stress. We want to keep that stress low in race week so we can be as recovered as we possibly can. So the other thing too is to be when you look at your race calendar for your year, your schedule, like I mentioned at the start of this podcast, this race coming up this weekend is a Vic Off-Road Championship. So for most people, that's going to be like an A-goal race. It's a major race in their yearly schedule. So the weekend before last, there was uh, a couple of club days run in Victoria. So they would be like a B-goal race. So when you're completing a B-goal event, your training might not even change that week. So if it's just a club day that you're going to race, the result doesn't really matter that much. Like if you're a little bit fatigued for want of a better term when you get to that race because you've done a big week of training doesn't really matter that much because that event you're just using it as practice anyway then when you're coming up to something like your big off-road or whatever that might be for you whatever your main series is uh, or leading up to an event like Hatter or something or for those in the USA like leading up to a GNCC or an A-goal race that's definitely when you want to be looking at tapering your training volume off. So again, that's going to be different for every person. You just kind of need to look at your calendar and figure out which races you're just going to use for practice and which races you actually want to be fully 100% recovered for and fresh to attack. So like I say, that's the, the biggest, I guess, takeaway I would love people to get from listening to this is making sure 
that you're not excessively fatigued for the race. That's like the lowest piece of fruit that I can give you, lowest hanging fruit that I can give you because the fittest person in the world, doesn't matter how hard you've trained, how fit you are, if you're gassed when you get, if you're excessively fatigued and stressed and burned out, underfed, underslept, all of those things, you're really going to struggle to perform at your true potential in a three-hour race. Whereas if you had rested for five days leading up to the race and you're feeling completely fresh for that race, you've slept well, you've eaten adequate calories, uh, hydrated adequately, enough sodium, electrolytes, etc., you're going to be able to perform at 100% of your potential in that race. And that's all we want. That's that's the perfect scenario, right? It's the the worst case scenario is you train your ass off and then you you don't recover enough in the lead up and you're stressed and and cooked in race week and then you end up performing like someone with 50% of of the fitness that you've worked your ass off all season to try and build because you're stressed out and fatigued. We don't want that to happen. So again, that's like that ship sailed, that fitness, endurance, strength ship has sailed. So once we get into this race week, like the work's done. Don't have to, we definitely want to like say in an ideal scenario, it'd be good to hit a session and keep a touch on that intensity and just keep things nice and crisp, keep things moving. But there's definitely no point baking yourself this week and going hard in, in your off-bike training. So that's pretty much it for this one hope that was helpful like i say this is something for my pro level clients all their programming is completely individualized so obviously the race schedule is a massive part of individualizing that program when we want to be increasing training volume when we want to be tapering it back and and peaking our fitness for these a goal races obviously a massive part of individualizing someone's program as well as like i said like taking into account that's the other big part the other big factor in personalizing one of my clients programs is taking into account like the other stresses that they've got in their life like a pro client that doesn't have a day job for want of a better term or isn't running a business uh, might have a little bit of a different training schedule to a guy that's got to work 60 hours a week and, and has a bunch of employees to worry about as well as getting to traveling 15 hours to get to a race on the weekend. So um, massive part of personalizing it is taking all those things into account for my pro-level clients. I'm actually, I'll put a link in the show notes to my website, it's racereadyoffroadcoaching.com. Coming up to the end of March, I'm going to be taking on five new individualized clients. And honestly, that's probably the last lot of individualized clients that I'll be taking on until close till the end of the year, probably till the off season for next year. So if anyone, if you're listening to this and you're, you've been on the fence about getting a personalized program for Hatter or one of those races, like this is the basically the last chance. I got a lot of other stuff that I'm working on with the Australian GNCC series that's going to take up a lot of my energy in the next six months. So 
and I'm all, like I'm pretty much at my cap of individualized clients. So I'm only going to be taking on five more clients, individualized clients, and they I won't be opening those spaces back up until the 2024 off season. So if that's something that you'd like to look into more, like a fully individualized program, like I say, we take absolutely everything into account and all those things are personalized in your schedule. So it's all laid out for you. And we work a lot, a lot closer dialing in your training, your recovery, your nutrition, your race day processes, all of that stuff. Check out my website, racereadyoffroadcoaching.com. Otherwise, I am hoping, I'm definitely going to be at the race at Omeo this weekend. I'm hoping to get a couple of podcasts done with a couple of guys up there. So fingers crossed, we'll have a couple of podcast episodes ready to drop next week on uh, covering Vic Off-Roads and a bit of a race review. So keep your eyes peeled for them and ears peeled for them. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're at the race, if you're at the Vic Off-Roads on the weekend, come up, say good day. Love to um, meet a few of you if I haven't already, and we will see you all on next week's episode. Bye for now.